superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Two pet peeves of mine for college football. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. People are absolutely fine with college football games taking four hours. And then the other one is the college football players coming up to the line of scrimmage. I see a photograph of the White House. I see a photograph (laughs) of this. Okay, now we're ready for a play. Do I sound old? Earlier on the show, from NBC Sports, Peter King. NFL Network Analyst, Daniel Jeremiah. Coming up, your phone calls, poll results, and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air, and I am not only hosting this show, I am retweeting the poll that is up at Rich Eisen Show. <laughs> Let's go. That's what a 21st century host does. On a phone, hosting, talking, <laughs> retweeting all at once. I am a multitasker. Hashtag multitasker. Do it all, baby. The poll question is, do you ever boo your favorite team when they're underperforming? Absolutely or never. I don't boo anymore. I don't. But I used to. So do I hit absolutely or never? Well, kind of in between. Not that you've never done it. I'll hit absolutely because, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I have. Yeah. I have. And I've just hit it, and absolutely is losing. Never is 52%. I can't believe you never boo, though. You know what I mean? Like, like never, never. Now, I don't mean you. I'm just no, saying no, the no, people that are that. saying no, yeah, one, yeah, yeah, one yeah. never yeah. boos. How have you never booed your team? Like, I might not sit there and, you know, talk bad about their mom and constantly boo, but I at mean, some point. I mean, I don't boo anymore, although... Although I did tweet out as a 52-year-old man <laughs> two weeks ago, that, I, this is my favorite way that, for Zach, to start a story. that Zach Britton should be left in the corn. Right. right. Is that a for, that's a form of like casino. digital booing? Like that's casino digital, ending. That's, just that's left digital in the booing. Corn. That somebody yes. that somebody like with 1.2 million followers tweets out after they've just given up a walk-off homer in the Field of Dreams game. I would the, say by, that's basically booing. By the way, let's keep <laughs> even though even though my team then won 13 more games in a row after that. Right, that's pretty much it. Bur- it birthed the Yankees' longest winning streak since 1961, which exactly. nobody saw coming. But even still, that's pretty much. I booing. tweeted out that Zach will that that Zach Britton should be left in the corn. Yeah, and also let's keep it very real, off camera and not on Twitter. You've said some things about some Yankees that, you know, have... No, I'm a fan. You're a fan. So, yeah, but you a haven't, fan first. You haven't gone online and said these things. I know, things, because but, it's irrational. <laughs> right, right. You and Del Tufo have definitely had some choice words. Yeah, from I mean, I don't like your game. And that's also part of the booing, too, is you're part of the collective. Like, if you're booing from Section 305 and mm. somebody in Section 135 is also booing, you're just making, you're just part of the same crowd. You know, here I'm sitting in front of a microphone and that can be gifed and retweeted, whatever. So I have a certain responsibility, Yeah. you know, but I'm just irrational. Like, you know, you're right. I told you, I told you like this November when Michigan plays Ohio State, I'm going to have to be left alone (laughs) and I'm going to have to have the children, you know, taken care of. You know what I mean? And there are irrational moments for me as a fan still. 
you know, where it means so much. And I have to sit there and just understand that, you know, my kids are happy and, and there's <laughs> life more to is life. Good for like you. you have to sit there and take those. You'd rather your team just win. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've had these conversations all too often in November's of previous years. Have you had those with Susie? She the one? She's the she's the oh honey. She the role she plays the role of oh honey. <laughs> you know, when <laughs> when when the first touchdown scored, oh honey, and then like 15 minutes later, it comes back in the room and sees it's 21 points worse. Oh, oh honey. honey. And you're right, Rich. Though <laughs> New York is different. New York is different to different people. It it's is. a different crowd. No matter what you say, Every if you've never New been, York, it's Patrick different. Patrick Ewing has been booed. Yeah. My God. He's even, after he's now in the Hall of Fame and he's clearly one of the all-time great Knicks, he gets upset when he's got his ID checked as the Georgetown coach coming back in because he's so he knows what it's like in New York. Like, am I getting booed now? Like, what's going on? As Sinatra said, if you can make it there, you, you can, can make, make it, it anywhere. anywhere. It's a fact that yeah. you got to deal with that. As part of your life. Correct. You Especially you deal when, with it. when you look at those newspaper yeah. back pages. Yeah. I was reading those headlines. I mean, they it's they definitely the take it to the extreme. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. People booing, at least they care. New- exactly. The, the worst thing is indifference. They might not show up. Newton in Virginia. Let's take your Newton. phone call here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Newton? What up, though? Rich. Hello, thank sir. Thank you for taking the call. Thanks for I, you it. know, so I'm 56. Okay. And... I just get tired of the, uh, the the narrative that guys our age, and you're in my age group, mm-hmm. even though you're four years my junior, I'll point that out. Thank you. <laughs> um, that we're that get-off-the-lawn guy, okay? But here's the thing. We were all raised, or most of us were in that time frame, to accept a certain degree of expectation that comes along with calling yourself a professional or living up to professional expectations. Now, everybody doesn't absorb and express their emotions the same. I, as a Dallas fan, don't boo because I'd be booing forever. And in, <laughs> in keeping that in mind, I just go, you know, and, and walk away from the television and come back. Some people boo. But being a professional athlete and having all the accolades and all the millions of dollars and the people, you know, just pandering after your fame and fortune and all this, that, and the other has a certain professional expectation. And that is to be above those things. There are plenty of guys that can be athletes that can't manage certain aspects of being a professional. There are certain guys who can manage plenty of aspects of being a professional but can't really be a true athlete to that level. But the ones that are superstars, the ones that meet our expectations, they live up to all of that. They go to press conferences. They take their beatings when they lose. But fans are part of the mob mentality. And we like what winners like, which is being on top. And some people just wear their feelings on their sleeves. They get upset at them and they boo. But you can't be a baby about it. Look at what kind of lifestyle you have as a result of being the w- what you are. Live up to the expectation, brother. Newton, thanks Thank for the call, Rich. everybody. Newton, that was rack him, as they would say yeah, in the business. That was good. Hey, you know, you know who's been? I bet you Brady's been booed in New England, right? We'll ask Curran that. Brady has to have been booed in New England. Had to have. Right? Like a couple of times. No, not not the beginning. I'm talking about later. Later. Well, there was that 10-year stretch where... Well, not just that, too. Like, remember, you know, sometimes he would overthrow or underthrow. Like, in that 10-year stretch, in that 10-year stretch, I mean... The 10-year no-title stretch, there was, you know... Yeah, there was. was, was, Yeah, there was also also a 16-0 regular season. 
I, I will ask Tommy Curran that when he joins us. I don't know. Because he finally I asked. Know. I mean, I don't fi- remember. He finally asked Belichick the question about when's the starter, and he asked it in a very fascinating way. When are we going to find out who the starting quarterback is? But you know who's also been booed? Here, this is a great story. I'll just retell it real quick. I've told it in various forms here. Thursday night football, Denver, Colorado. Yeah. Who's one of the more popular Denver Broncos of the last 20 years? Tim Tebow. Fact. The Tebow time Broncos. They loved him. They loved him, and why not? Because it was amazing watching the Tim Tebow times clock, watching the Tebow time clock strike 12, uh, honestly. And he was beloved during that stretch to the point where Elway knew it was not sustainable, and he knew the only way to, to uh, pull a coup on Tebow time was to overthrow the Tim Tebow administration with Peyton Manning. Like, that's you, you can't argue that. We're going to get rid of your popular quarterback because – we're going to bring in Peyton Manning. Kind of worked out. But that game, Tim Tebow was hugely popular on that Thursday night football game coming in, and he was terrible in the first three quarters. Terrible, terrible, terrible. And they were booing him in Denver. It took three quarters, two quarters, three quarters for the crowd to turn on him and boo, boo. Tebow time hips. You know what happens? Yeah. Tim Tebow runs it in for the score. You know what he does? It was really odd. He went thumbs down in the crowd. Oh, no, wait a minute. He didn't do that. Yeah, right? Okay, guys, you ready for, uh, are you ready for some football? You ready for? Finally. You ready for what we're going to do every single day here between now and the, uh, the time where uh, we kick off? We're going we're gonna to preview a division a day here on the Rich Eisen Show. And, you know, usually you start off with the, the AFC East, right? Because you go with, for some reason, that's always well, the geographically, top. geographically. Well, but it's always out. the top, you know, it's always the top, at least in the newspaper or where you hit standings or something. Also, for it. 20 years, it was the easiest. It was just New England and everybody well, else. Well, tough guy, it's just <laughs> as easy now. So that's why we didn't start with the AFC oh, East. I'll, I'll take some action on this. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> oh. let's, let's, let's put a pin in the AFC East because Ooh. we decided to go with the old school, not so new school money division in the NFL. Go ahead and hit it, Mike Del Tufo. All right, I guess we should have discussed this during the commercial break. <laughs> How this is going to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I still got the music right. Do I'm we good. have uh, Mike Hoskins? Do we have one at a time here? Do we have the whole full board? What do we get? One at a time. Who's uh, going first? Is, uh, you go first. Uh, host yeah, goes yeah, first? Go okay, first. you know where I was going with this one. I've said it over and over again. I've said it over and over again, yeah. and now that the season's finally here, and preseason's in the books, and the season's going to start, the National Football League Eastern Division will be won by the Washington football team. I like them a lot. And just for you-know-whats and giggles, I'm putting the Giants in second place. What? <laughs> I like the defense, and I am I believe that Danny Dimes oh, is going to have hey, Danny, Danny Dimes is going to drop some. And I'm going to – I know there's no, no – and when I say no, I mean 0.0, full blue Tarski of any sort of history or – 
suggestion that he's going to finally put it together. But I just feel he's going to have a little bit of the Eli in him. Okay. And just when you don't believe in him, he's going to have the weaponry. Now, it does concern me that Peter King mentioned their Giants offensive line stinks, not once but twice. I need to see Dallas play defense first before I believe that they're going to do anything. In Philadelphia, I'm just shrug emojiing them. And I know that the shrug emoji team of 2021 is the Giants. I'm going to say that they're going to perform better than you think. Joe Judge is going to have them believing a little bit more, although I'm concerned to see Evan Ingram might be out for a considerable amount of time. So I reserve the right to change that opinion. But I still believe Washington football team, because of their defense, because of their weaponry, and because Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to put it all together for their coach, who I like, they're going to win the division. Wow. Chris, what do you have over there? Okay, I'm going to go in a different direction. I know they cost me and uh, to eat a hat last year. You're going with the Eagles. Well, I'm going with the Cowboys, oh. actually. I'm going with the Cowboys. Okay. I, I think they have the best player in the division when he's fully healthy, and I, I kind of believe that he will be. And they have one of the best offenses, uh, one of the best running backs. I'm not so sure about the head coach, but I think they can overcome that because division is so poor. I don't believe in Ryan Fitzpatrick and Washington, despite how good their defense is and despite how much I like Ron Rivera. I don't believe in the Eagles because Jalen Hurts is a massive question mark. And as Peter King noted, not once but twice, the Giants' offensive line stinks. So I like Dallas, Washington, followed by Philadelphia and the Giants' fourth. TJ, what do you got over there? (laughs) (laughs) Are you going to really do it? Well, you know, here's the deal, right? I'm going to start with number four. I'm completely in disagreement with you. I think the Giants are coming in for it. Okay, what else you got? Uh, at number three, I think I've got the Philadelphia Eagles okay. coming in just because I don't think they know what their quarterback situation is. Yeah. So it's kind of an important position. Uh, and, you know, I thought about this, guys. I thought long and hard. I was like, do I want to do it? Do you I not do want it. to do it? But because I told you if you want the Hill last week, I'll play the Hill. I got the Washington football team coming in at number yeah. two. And that means I've got the Dallas Cowboys within the division. Because what else am I supposed to say? What else am I supposed to no, say, No, you Chris? believe it, though. Yeah, I think you, you deep down it. believe yeah. it. Yeah, because I don't believe in you like Ryan Fitzpatrick all of a sudden has okay. become, become a, a Hall okay. of Fame quarterback. I, okay. Washington's D, I am on record saying I am terrified of Chase Young. You should be. I wish that Ron Rivera, next time he calls, I wish you would ask him to give him those two games off, if mm-hmm. you could. Um, okay. But yeah. All right, what do you got to tell By the way, folks? Mike, I'm sorry. Yeah. I never, ever said that we'd go 14-3. and three. That was never. <laughs> you started You started our last clip last week about that. You said, I think you said, I never in reality. Um, um, I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. I have you down here saying they're 13-4. and four. Even that was a joke. I think when we did it earlier. I, oh, Chris, no, I thought no. when we first initially did it, I said something me. like 11-5 and five oh. or 11-6. and six. That was my realistic. I, but I never said 14 and 3. Excuse me. There, there's an eye in the sky. It's called YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. It's on there. And then you were not joking at all. Okay. Well, I'd like to see this clip. Right, and I'm going to watch it right now. It's again, YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Real quick. It's funny. We all have different uh, top, the top teams. I like Dallas. I, I think Dallas is going to come. They're going to be in first. <laughs> Like, by the way, that's three of us. No, with the I'm, same I'm the team. only one who yeah. didn't choose Dallas, and you've got Washington Giants and the Eagles. Uh, by the way, I love that, that, that headshot picture, right man. there of you like thinking about it. No, no, no. Look, I, I first of all, and Cowboys, Del Tufo's Cowboys, Washington Giants, and the Eagles. And look, you know, I think the Cowboys have a shot to win the division. I don't think they're going to do it. I need to see it. I need to see him play defense. I need to see. I think Dan Quinn is going to help him out, but I, I don't know if I truly. 
believe on the defensive side of the ball for Dallas. And then, you know, I can't believe you, Mr. Ryan Fitzpatrick, has a shot to be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> don't believe in his ability with this <laughs> offense that Antonio Gibson was your running back I, last year him. on fantasy. You kept him. But, Curtis Samuel's being joined. McLaurin, they've got some. And Logan Thomas, they've got some weapons for Fitzpatrick to go find. And then Chase Young could be it. defensive player of the year. And the rest could of be. that defense. Come on now. They're the best team in this division. The with Washington a, football with the team, biggest question mark at quarterback. And I put Dallas at third just to play the heel too, and 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 again, I, the Giants have a significant upside to them that I have a feeling they're going to find in a way that nobody's going to expect. I'm not going to make them my surprise sleeper team, but, but don't you feel none like of us believe in Philadelphia, no, and I'm the no, only no. I'm Philly, the only one who put Giants, Dallas in something other than first place. In this, uh, but don't you feel like every single one of these teams could be seven and ten, eight and nine, nine and eight? It's the shrug emoji division yeah, of the twenty twenty one season. Yeah. So, but I think everyone's going to think that Dow, well, Dak's back, and that's the end of that. When Dak had nineteen thousand yards passing in the first four games of last season, and the Cowboys won only one of one of them. Wait, because Zeke wasn't up to speed yet. And they only well, won. Well, they well, only won because the Falcons screwed, screwed up, up the onside yeah. kick. But we also had three starting linemen out. That's why he had to throw the ball so much instead of relying on the run game. I'm not making excuses. I'm just pointing this out. And by the way, I found my sheet when we originally did oh, it. When this came out. Oh, Eleven wow. and six. Nope, nope, Eleven. Nope. It's right here. Watch. We're going to like. There you Look go. at YouTube clips we can find. Yeah, Brockman, I said 11 do and 6. Don't, don't do it, it Chris, because you know I'm right, thumbs bro. Down. You know yeah, I'm bro. right. Thumbs, thumbs down. down. Thumbs you, I know you know and that again, I never and said again, that, dog. By the way, this is not us telling you we don't believe you. Well, you we're just you, telling you that in success for you, we're just Oh, that's you. fine. I'm just saying that's in the Again, that's what the thumbs down is. I keep receipts. I can't believe I was the only one on Twitter that actually had the thumbs down Mets guy that you did for, that you dressed up for Halloween. Thumbs down Mets guy. I was the only guy to put that, that out great. there the that I saw. All right, let's take a break. <laughs> Tom <laughs> Curran. Okay, emojis, guys. Last time Tom Curran was on this program, we worked it out. We Tommy. gamed it out. We acted as me being Belichick, him being himself, asking Belichick, when are we going to find out about the starter? And, he did. and, he, did. and then he played both roles. Today, Tom played himself and Bill played himself because that actually played out. <laughs> It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen.
Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You're the perfect person to ask this, Bill Burr. Why do New England fans act so miserable? Why must you be... I didn't know that we did. Oh, stop. Unhappy in order to be happy. You don't think so? No, I I, I think that that's everybody's reaction to the jealousy of wanting to live through what we've lived through in the last 15 years. Because people always say stuff. Yeah, they say stuff like, don't you get sick of winning? Don't you? You're sick of it, right? Isn't it like boring? It must be like boring because that's all they have. They all they have. No, it's awesome. I hope it continues. And I've enjoyed every second of it. And when it's over... You know, it's it's going to be over. Well, I mean, this guy over there, Brockman, with his Red Sox cap over there. Do you have the David Price sound that where he was bitching about David Price after the Yankees beat him up in, what was that, game two? Play it. Go for it for Bill Burr. I want him to quit. I want him to retire on the spot. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to do I that. I didn't go that That's hard. what I want. <laughs> he was terrible. Part of you... So furious at David Price. I'm so furious. But you were you were kind of feeling good though, like you're getting it off your chest, like you couldn't. It was have been, therapeutic. See what like, I'm saying? That's what. What's with? Is there something about name another it? sports fan that that sees their guy? I don't know. Just like I, I'm, I, maybe I'm just a much more sunny disposition type guy. Were you screaming oh, at Harbaugh? This is about him. <laughs> this is about how great he is. Oh, I, now I see where this is going. I was confused. No. You know, Rich. I, I, no. I okay. You spoon fed it to me. I want to tell you something, Rich. Out yeah, of no. all the sports shows I go on, I think yeah. you are the the nicest, most <laughs> even keel, pleasant, respectful to other fan base. No, I just think it goes back to like the tea party. You know, it goes all the way back to like, you, you, like you don't feel represented. You feel like you're taxed. You feel like Is a taxed you feel sports it? Do you fan. Feel the jealousy. Oh, don't, don't you love that? Feel you it? haven't been represented in the sports it's universe. Great. It's always no. great. It's, like it's always great when I when I have another teammate come into studio because I'm teamed up against two on one with the New York. Don't you hate any time like there's a big Boston uh, game? What they show, they always show like lighthouses, lobster fishermen, and Paul Revere. Like, oh yeah, that's Massachusetts. I didn't see, I never saw any of that growing up. I, I didn't have any lobster fishermen friends. I never went to a lighthouse, and I never went to the Freedom Trail. I never did it. I, I I've seen the line painted on the sidewalk. You know who goes to a tourist attraction in your own city? Exactly. You only do it when relatives come to town. Oh, like, do you want to? I want to go this? to the USS Constitution. Oh, do you? Here's where Cheers is. Stand in line down there. Well, have a great time. I'm going to go to a dive bar. Where do you want to go next? You want to go to Cheers? Yeah. <laughs> just to let you know, it doesn't look like that when you go inside. So just take a picture outside. If Ted Danson's not there. Yeah, you want to get some chowder? I hate clam chowder. It's disgusting. <laughs> it tastes like somebody already ate it and then spit it back into the bowl. Looks the same way. <laughs> that is a hot take. <laughs> that is a hot take, Bill. Oh. <laughs> 
Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH. All right, last time this man was on uh, from NBC Sports Boston, Tom Curran was on, and we had some fun with him because we're like, somebody's going to eventually have to ask Bill the question about when are you going to tell us who the starter is? Okay? Who's that person going right, to be? Right. And then last week, it was uh, Chris Gasper of WCVB asked him, and, uh, and Bill kind of sticked it aside, and we broke it down that press conference give and take. So best of our knowledge, Tom hasn't asked the question yet. So I guess Chris did, you know, did it last time. Now that was the last preseason game. Tom took a shot at it. I do believe today. And the, uh, the, the, the rounds made it on the NFL network media group, uh, email chain about, you know, this happened, that happened. That's what Bill had to say. And I came to work today listening for the soundbite. Had no idea it was Tom. <laughs> but here, let's check his work before he joins us on the program. This is, this is Tom asking the question to Bill today. As we sit here trying to figure out who the starting quarterback would be, isn't it better for you to drag out <laughs> giving that intel to the Miami Dolphins so that they don't know? This isn't like baseball we have to announce it. Um, do you have to announce who your starting quarterback is to the world? And is there an advantage in your preparation if your opponent doesn't know? Freeze it. Okay. Well done. So Tom Great went, question. Tom went multi-layered approach. He went with a barrage of questions. A couple of them yes and no, but the one key one was to go with the strategy right. about someone else. Trying to think. You went cat and mouse, not just like, when are we going to find out? Like straight through the front door. When are you going to tell us? Like, don't you... Do you not have to tell us? Like, isn't it better for you to not even tell us? I mean, just, I mean, there's so many levels. I don't even know if that's four-dimensional chess. (laughs) All right, here's Bill's response. Yeah, again, I would just say, Tom, that what we're going to do is what we feel is best for our football team, and that's what it'll be. So that's really the bottom line. There's a lot of different things to talk about, but, but whatever it is, it'll be what we feel is best for the team. Like would like we best, always do. Yeah, and would it be best for the team to keep that under wraps? Or would it be best for the team to know what the situation is at certain positions? Yep. We'll, we'll do what's best for the team. <laughs> Performance art. Well done. And here to talk about it is the uh, the author himself. Tom Curran of NBC Sports Boston. Well done, Tom. Well done. We're just, just out here parrying, parrying, sucking, <laughs> weaving, <laughs> trying to figure something out to get him out of his out of his hole. It's like fishing for that like legendary lunker at the bottom of some pond, and you're just trying to get him out, get him out, get him out, and you can't do it. You tried. You tried. You went at the king. You didn't miss. I don't think you missed. But I mean, I, I like the whole idea. Like, why even tell us? You know what a what a what a what a way to come at it. That's almost like the Mets thumb down thumbs downing their fans. Almost. Well, that, Close. that's why because we don't want the answer yet. I mean, we got two weeks before the first game. <laughs> what are we going to talk about it? if we find out it's Cam Newton? Just bitch about it. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, Tom, yes. Because it should yeah, be I Mac know. Jones. I mean, come on, we all watch the games. Uh... So here's the wild thing on this: when you think of, is Bill Burr still there? No, that was that was for him. Uh, we played that from a previous uh, time. The great uh, Bill Burr. How funny is he? he, he, he his, one of his producers is a 
is a big Patriots fan and, oh, sure. and likes our podcast, so he came on as a favor to me. And, like, I tried to make a couple jokes with him going back and forth. You could tell, like, you're not the comedian, okay? So stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, but here's the interesting thing. When you look at the numbers of what Cam has done in the last week, missed five days, missed the Wednesday practice, threw four passes in 11-on-11 competitive work on Thursday, threw five passes on Sunday and took two drives. The week before, he threw nine passes and took two drives against the Eagles. Meanwhile, Mac Jones is taking all the reps against the ones on Wednesday. He's taking all the drives last night, ends up throwing the ball, I think, 22 times. Um, This is the preparation of a starter, Mm. not the preparation of a backup. So regardless of when Cam is getting rolled out there at the beginning of drills or at the beginning of preseason games, I continue to fall back on it doesn't matter who's out there at the beginning. It matters who's getting the work. And Cam Newton has not gotten the work of a starter. Mm. So what do you think? I don't think he's starting. I don't think he's going to start. I think he's going to go with Mac Jones. It's just. It's completely, I mean, I went back to 2001. In the 2001 season, through Bledsoe's second year under Belichick, Bledsoe played in the fourth preseason game, and he ran seven drives in that game. Mm -hmm. And he threw the ball, I think it was 19 times or something like that. He threw the ball 63 times in that preseason. This is Drew Bledsoe, nine-year veteran who had been in the system, um, you know, had played under Charlie Weiss, who was now his offensive coordinator again. And he threw the ball 63 times. Cam's thrown the ball 21 times. He hasn't run it yet. I just don't think that any of the indicators are that this is a player who's been prepared by the coaching staff to start games. They just haven't told him yet. It just makes kind of sense to me that Cam is there if the rookie uh, gets hurt. The season's not over. The season's absolutely significantly there still right and is there yeah. as a as an opportunity if necessary he's tremendous in that opportunity in that role he also makes the money for somebody in that role it just it fits that if mac jones has the concepts down and the run game and the line can protect him that you might as well just start the whole clock right now the Dolphins are a very difficult test. It's home. Then you've got the Jets week two. Might as well get his feet wet right there. That's on the road for the Zach Wilson home opener. And then New England's third game for the Patriots is, I'm trying to look this up right here. Houston? It's, it's, no, it's New Orleans. I mean, that's kind of a tough one at home. And then and then you get Mac kind of up to speed in time for the whole country tuning in for Brady's return. I mean, I'm, yeah, I, you know, I... I I just don't. What are you afraid? I mean, Bill Belichick has never operated afraid, and I have great (laughs) respect for the amount of time you spent with him. I can't even imagine how much you must have learned about him during the the NFL 100. It was fascinating. Um, I'll tell you that. I I, I, I don't profess to to know other than just watching him uh, love the game and know it. I mean, like honestly, you start to watch how his mind works. That's part of the reason what I'm so fascinated, Tom, about what he's leaning on, what he's looking for. He definitely has to know how it's played out in other places when he's either been there for it 
or has known about it. He's had he's talked so much ball in his life. He must know something that he's looking for or seeing or some gut feeling. I'd love to know the, the process. It's it, the kid is such an outlier. He is su- he's not Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, he's not Jared Stidham. He, I, I don't think he's even Justin Herbert. I mean, the hiccups that he's had, and he had a delay yesterday, and he mismanaged the end of the half last week. But those are really, you know, hangnails on an otherwise perfect body that he, of work that he's put together. I mean, he's been accurate. You look at all the PFF numbers in terms of interceptable passes and, um, you know, all, all their more advanced analytic stats. He's not just with the rookies. He's among the NFL leaders in the preseason. And, again, it's the preseason. He's going against twos, but he's running with twos. And it's the same thing that we're seeing when he goes with the ones in practice. To go 35 for 40 on a 90-degree day, Rich, mm. last Wednesday, in a two-and-a-half-hour practice, when he never came off the field, except for a couple when Hoyer came in, it, that, to me, put it to bed. So why do what, unless Bill Belichick is suddenly coaching scared, and he's afraid that Mac's going to come undone, and he instead wants to go with a guy who can be a real threat with his legs, but is an absolute dice roll every fifth throw and doesn't have the same acumen that you're accustomed to at the line of scrimmage, it's improving, and he's improved, Cam has, but it's still not where you want it to be. Why, why would Bill be so afraid to put a player out there? I, my guess is Bill is calling a guy like Nick Saban right now. Right, Rich? Is this kid really this good? Is he going to be able to handle it? I think he's yeah. already had that conversation, though, with him. He yeah. wouldn't have drafted him if he wasn't already. I'm sure he and Nick have had enough conversations about about Mac. Again, I don't, I don't know. I, I, he's probably just obviously. I, and we're, I'm throwing a dart at a board here because again, you know, I, I've I've covered the guy and talked about him, and then I had that 48 hour, 70 hour exposure to just being around him, the way he talked and the way he. He was, but but it was also a show about history. He knew everything about everything and about everybody, and was able to basically talk about. Yeah, I told my team about this time in the 1989, you know, NFC Championship game or 90 NFC Championship game, or this is what happened once when I was coaching for Parcells, and that's what happened with March Broda. And he's got that whole incredible library of knowledge and history that he downloads to his team, which is why they're also terrifically you know, prepared and, and situationally brilliant in a way that other teams aren't. Um, but uh, I, I don't know what he's looking for. He might just go on his gut and feel, and it might be something that he he leans on a, somebody else. I don't know at all, just for confirming his belief. And also, he also saw what Brady looked like in that training camp that led to Bledsoe getting the start until week two. And right, the his, the, the story goes that Brady yeah. had, had the better training camp. And, and oh, so, he, he you know, 100 percent did. I mean, I, I'm sitting there every day during camp and going, he looks better than the other guy, and that's part of the reason. But so it was out there until, as I said, almost halftime of the fourth preseason game. Brady was pummeling him in the competition, but Bledsoe had just signed a 10-year, $103 million contract, you know, eight months earlier. So we weren't saying he's in trouble. But to me, when we look at the concrete things, the number of reps, the amount of time that he spent on the field – um, the number of throws he's had, how he's looked, what his teammates are saying about him, it points to him, Mac Jones, starting. When we point to Cam starting, what really recommends him? The fact that he's started 
three preseason games and been out there first and been the first guy in in drills. And the Bill said he was the starter, and then he started attaching caveats to it as the time went on. So I'm going to believe what my sniffer's telling me. Mm. And if he doesn't start, then this was not a merit-based competition. It was something else that Bill was beholden to, whether it be I'm afraid of Mac getting you know, ruined or I feel loyalty to Cam. Tom Curran here on the Rich Eisen Show. Before I let you go, you know, the topic du jour um, in sports is, you know, Javi Baez flipping the, the thumbs yeah. down and a handful of Mets, a couple of Mets doing that, and we find out it's their way to, you know, um, band together uh, against fans that have booed them while they were struggling. Was Brady ever booed in New England? Have you ever heard Brady get booed um, at Gillette? Did that ever happen? At any time? Yeah, the team got booed at halftime, I think, of the Denver game in 13 when they fell behind 24-9 and ultimately they come back and win the game. Right. Walker had the punt drop in overtime. But I think there was some booing as they headed into halftime. And they also fell behind the Niners that year, 24 nothing by halftime in a Colin Kaepernick-authored game. So there were boos then, and I'm sure there were boos in 09 because the the uh, Ravens beat them 33-14 in the playoffs. Mm. And it was a bloodbath early on. But I think booing is, to me, they're not repudiating you as a human being. They're weighing in on your particular performance at that moment. And it's entertainment. We're not friends. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I paid my for my ticket. I drove in here. I sat in traffic. I bought an $8 hot dog and a, a $6 drink. And I'm sitting here in the sweltering sun with sweat going down my back and to my crack. And you guys stink. So. <laughs> so Brady has been booed in Gillette. But you had to you had to really sit there and think about it. And it wasn't particularly Brady. It was just the collective Patriot team. Yeah, it was just the collective. All right. And it was scattering boos. I'm sure that there were some people who had... Dogs named Brady and Brewski was don't you dare <laughs> Chickless, whose birthday it is today. Um, hey, thanks for <laughs> thanks for asking the question today. Uh, so I guess the, what's the ultimate? Do you think we'll know? Do you think Bill is going to just keep it to himself? Like, why would Brian Flores need to know? Shouldn't know, well, right? I, I, mean, I really think he said a couple things today that I that I thought were indicative that he's going to probably make the decision before the end of the week. Okay, um, which is too bad because I just put a bet on it uh, with Michael Felger. Uh, media mogul up here that he wouldn't announce it until uh, sometime in the future. Okay. So we could lose this bet. Tom, thanks for the call. We'll chat. All right, guys. Yeah. Look for it again. That's Tom E. Curran. As he's known on Twitter, I follow him. You should as well. I just love, he just doesn't mince any words. The way it looks to him, his sniffer, as he says, <laughs> is, that, is that Cam has not looked as good as Mac, that Mac has also got the number of reps that would indicate that's your starting quarterback. Of course, the number of reps is something that Mac would need to either A, get ready to start, B, is required to mature faster to utilize the preseason in a way that Cam does not require. That's another way to put it. Right. But he's basically saying that if Mac doesn't get the job, there's something else at work here. I don't know. I, 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 and I honestly, I don't think he's calling Nick and just saying like, hey, do you think you can do it? Like, I, I, I imagine think he they had those had before, that. right? Yeah, Absolutely. before the draft, even. Yeah, it's part of the evaluation that is now done on that front to draft him where they drafted him. I, I kind of agree, I agree with, with Tom. I feel like last Let's week go. was such a huge week with Cam being out 
and the joint practices and the way Mac performed in those joint practices. He did well. Against Certainly when he wasn't expecting to maybe get them. Exactly. That is also the adversity that one will meet in a much smaller and intense time period in a crucible yeah. known as the an actual NFL Bingo. game. And, you know, that's possible. But, you know, I'll, again, the idea that somebody could get ruined is when the line's not going to protect him. The run game is not there as a threat. So the line that can't protect him, everybody's pinning their ears back to go get him. And the kid doesn't see it coming and he's going to get killed. Like that's the combination right. where you're like, yeah, we drafted somebody high, but we're not, we're not, we, 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 it would be derelict of duty for us to put him out there. I don't think anything that I just laid out right there for those circumstances is what New England's dealing with. They've actually got such a terrific run game that they dealt Sony Michelle elsewhere that the line, albeit not, you know, where they, they've lost. Yeah. You know, people i i don't see it as something that's a terrible liability and they got the weapons that mac hasn't really played with yet and then there's this too i just can't get out of my mind thinking about the conversation with brandon staley and how lucky he is to have somebody like justin herbert right as a first time head coach first year head coach you're attaching yourself at the hip of this guy when you say yes to being hired and somebody who's that hot of an assistant could have told the Chargers no, waited, still been the defensive coordinator for Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. And, you know, good, unless there was some gig. behind the scenes yeah. where he just couldn't stay there anymore, I, we don't know about, but I, I haven't heard that. But obviously you're going to say yes to saying, you want to be uh, Justin Herbert's head coach, yay or nay. And also you've got, you know, a defense that you're, you're now coordinating, even though you're a, co a college quarterback. You got Bosa, you got Derwin James. That's a thumbs up, Rich. That's a thumbs up. You're thumbs upping that. You're yeah, saying thumbs, thumbs up. up. Right. So anyway. But I can't help but keep thinking how different the Chargers' outlook for the season and how much more difficult Brandon Staley's job would be if Herbert didn't have those 15 starts from last year. And what Herbert did in those 15 starts, yes, made it look easy. But we know it's not that easy. And that's how talented he is. He made it look easy. But that's now under his belt. And the Chargers, obviously Staley's in a catbird seat position, but the Chargers writ large have an opportunity to make some considerable hay this year if all the ifs become reality. What a different possibility it would be if Herbert had never started a game before or only a couple at the end. That's why if your kid is not going to get killed because the line isn't good, the run game's not a threat, so everybody knows that the line that isn't good can be easily under assault and the kid doesn't understand protection, so he can't protect himself, then you don't do it. None of that applies to the Patriots, it seems. So you might as well get it started Home against the Dolphins, at the Jets is your first road game. Yeah, first two. And then the Saints are a challenge, but you're home. And then he's got three games under his belt, and can he handle the spotlight of Tom Brady coming in? Well, I don't know who else could, 
But somebody who's played for Alabama and right. SEC games where the whole country's watching and a national championship. 100,000 people. Come and, on. Yeah, come on. It's not like he's coming from Division Three here. It's, I, it's, I think he does start. It's funny that you, we look at it like that about Alabama and then we still have these questions about Tua and Jalen Hurts, even though they did the no, and I, same thing. But I don't think we, we, we look at them and say that the spotlight's that much bigger. Uh, I don't know. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I, don't, I don't think that the spotlight has been the question for Hertz or Tua professionally. Hertz is obviously had a unique situation he was put in, in in Philadelphia, and we just don't know what was going on with Hertz in last year. I mean, with Tua last year and why he didn't get the start. Then we found out this year, you know, that he said that, that a lot of things he wasn't ready for, as prepared for. Uh, I, I don't think it's the spotlight. We're just talking about, like, can he be ready in New England where people boo? You know, <laughs> irrationally upset. Speaking of irrationally upset, I get so when hearing about Chris Brockman's fantasy team oh, wow. uh, and league. So we're going to hit on that. I had a, quite a weekend in my household. Personally, Dang I want to share a story with that phone calls and set up shop for the rest of the week here on this edition of the Rich Eisen show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. You are the commissioner of baseball. I make you commissioner of baseball right here, right now, to start off. What what do you do? Nothing that anyone would like. <laughs> Why would you say that? Uh, because they're not going to like my ideas. Instant replay's over. Why? Who cares? Because if you see it at home, you need to use it, right? Why Why do we have a, a balls and strike umpire? Do we, we don't need that. We can easily do that with GPS. Why is he there? The GP, well, okay. Why is he there? Why don't I get rid of him then? That you might actually happen. That might actually happen. And then what do you have? A Not, robot, it, a robot, yeah, I guess? Or... Yeah. There's a, there's a value to charm, my friend. There's a value to it that we <laughs> right. sometimes ignore. Uh-huh. Okay? So replay's gone. Out. Replay's gone. I do kind of like replay, but it bothers me. <laughs> so, yeah. a designator hitter is gone. So why? Because well, I mean, that's not baseball. One of the essential, one of the great principles of baseball's democracy of talent and physique. 
This is what makes baseball very special. Right. Democracy of talent and physique. Everybody plays. Plays it. Okay. Everybody. Right. The so. little shortstop, the slugging uh, left fielder. Uh-huh. They're all, everyone's welcome. Right. It's, it's democracy. Okay. And, and pitchers hit homers sometimes. Now, that's true. Now, that's true. I mean, that the moment Bartolo Colon went yard was like, yeah. a, should have been a national holiday. Yeah. Should, should we have gotten rid of that? That's, but people can't accept perfection. That's the problem with human beings. <laughs> they can't go, this is fine. Leave it alone. Right. We got one decent thing. Just leave it alone. So why can't you have uh, a designator in one league and, and one in the other league? You, you, you don't have it's a... nine against nine. Right. Everybody on the field plays the game. Mm -hmm. And the game is you hit the ball and you catch the ball. That's the game. And in terms... There's no specialization. <laughs> right. Okay, let's put up a different hitter in this situation. Mm -hmm. No, everybody... That guy... You're not, on, you're not in the field. You don't get to hit. Period. So we we're, we're, we're got rid of instant replay. Instant replay. Designated uh, the, hitter. Yeah, is there... You got a third? You got, um, a, you got a... What do you think of just the intentional walk? Like, just you go to first now. No, don't like that either. Why? It's fine. How much time are you saving? <laughs> About 10 seconds. I mean, it's 10 seconds we yeah. can all save. It's like when someone texts you the letter K <laughs> instead of OK. What are you doing with that time? Or thanks. Are you going to add that up and so you can watch an 11-minute mm -hmm. YouTube video of a skateboarder bouncing his nuts off a railing? <laughs> Is that what we're doing? Someone's texting me T-Y right. instead of thank you. T-Y. I'd like to bounce your nuts off a railing. <laughs> I mean, epic. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, everybody. Okay. All right. All right, Chris, tell me about it. Hey, Rich. Your fantasy uh, game. How, how, how long? What's the longest somebody went to draft a player? Because your fantasy league, your NFL fantasy league, is famously untimed. Untimed. Drafting of players. Untimed. They could take as long as they want. What's the longest somebody took to draft who? And who? Well, need, it, wasn't, it wasn't so much an over. There wasn't an egregious like 20-minute one okay. like we've had in years past. However, there was one pick that was just what absolutely brutal. So our first two rounds are our keepers, yes. right? Yes. So when we get started, you know, we, we start, quote-unquote, in the third round, mm -hmm. right? Yes. So in the fifth round with his third pick, one of our buddies <laughs> took – when obviously no no disrespect to this specific player, <laughs> but he took Tyler Higby in the third round. And did he? How long did it take? I'm I'm I'm, it, it, I'm, it, I'm, I'm not concerned about the general managing. Took, I'm just talking about took, the length of time. It took probably minutes. ten minutes for him to come up with that, that decision. Is so beyond the pale. <laughs> I mean, he took him before minutes. you know. Why does this Aaron Rodgers and TJ, Tom Brady and Dak this, Prescott? Why does this make me so angry and ang upset? Yeah, it's really, <sighs> it was really bad. I don't, really he bad. takes ten minutes to 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 make an egregious pick on just the fantasy value, right? Just an average draft position, like right. Outrageous. Even it's, it is a PPR league. I yes, understand. It's a PPR but league, but over still. other quarterbacks are on the board. He makes you wait ten minutes for the worst. Possible selection you right. could come up with. Exactly. Tight even end. even Tyler Higby would probably admit to you. Like, I should not be this early. In over draft. over Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> over no. Rodgers and Brady and Dak and Herbert. And I mean, that's over Justin Herbert. But yeah. you're not taking the quarterback that early. 
I understand. But you shouldn't be taking Tyler Higby. But, that but yeah. making somebody, <laughs> right. wait, exactly. making somebody still, wait 10 minutes right. for that, yeah. too. That's, yeah. Was he physically there? Because I know no, you have nine guys was, physically oh, there. So I mean, he was one of the buddy. five drafting remotely. So you had five drafting remotely yeah. and nine physically there. Nine physically there. Okay. Rich, I think I figured it out. These guys just really like each other. No, they no, like spending I, time with each which other. Which is terrific. Because that's the no. only reason that I can think right. of and it's to spend what, 10 minutes and not punch somebody. Wouldn't you rather, <laughs> wouldn't you rather though, hang out with somebody without out, something taking this long? So how long was the draft? I know. What, so when I called in on Friday, I was, you, you know. You said seven and a half hours. I it thought it'd be in the seven. You started at noon. You thought seven o'clock. And I thought seven o'clock would be What time did it end? We uh, the first pick went off at twelve sixteen local Tampa time. Uh, okay, what you sing? What you sing a national anthem? Like, what, no, what, we, we kind of flyover. Well, we give out. We talk about last season. Fly we over. recap the awards and everything, and then we get going. Oh God! So there's a pregame. Yeah. The yeah, final the oh, final season, pre-game. season ending awards. Oh my Rich, God! My back hurts. Oh my God! There's a pregame. The, oh the final mixes? pick. Pregame and a flyover was a funny line. Who right? mixes it? I want to do it next year. Mr. Relevant. Twelve sixteen. Twelve sixteen. By the way, I'm nervous for the. Why does I, why does this affect me? <laughs> no, Rich, let's put this in perspective. That's nine sixteen hour time. Yeah, understood. So, okay, okay. So we just got Mr. Irrele- Mr. Irrelevant in our draft this year was the Vikings defense and special teams. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Fourteen team league. Fourteen team what league. Time? No time. So there's there's no, no time, time limits. Okay, it ended when. Eight fifty four. It's just it's just outrageous. At, I should have just you got to fill till nine. Eight hours a, and thirty eight minutes. <laughs> there it is. It, it's it's Brockman started at the first pick oh. looking like that, and oh. then how it's going, it it doesn't look oh. great. It doesn't look great for you. Cage graduated high school. Eight hours and how many? Thirty eight minutes. Did at any point in time do you sit there and go like what's what's Cage up to? I, I had so, oh, there it is. How <laughs> <laughs> It started oh with God. Cage and his oh little baby, oh Matt Ryan Wumsey, and it oh. ended with him looking like oh. Brock Lesnar. That's oh. odd. He must be eating his vegetables. Yeah, he's on his way. He's a big boy. I did boy. have multiple FaceTime <laughs> sessions. Sean uh, Mitchell is stupid. We had a pool in our house. I went in the pool several times. Consumed a lot of leftovers. Brilliant, Mitch. Brilliant. It was nuts. But I really like my team. I'm pretty stacked. If you're hanging out, having a couple... You know, yeah, cocktails. I mean, I'm not, I it did go a little longer, but it's not like we were like eight hours, eight hours. But Mike, we no. weren't going to Mons Venus. Like, we didn't go anywhere. Yeah, I, I, mean? I actually. I know. I don't all, mind I saw, it, so. all I hope is that COVID wasn't on the clock. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? Know, but, yeah, yeah, exactly. but, but no, but you'd already golfed and you'd already, like, that's what, why don't you just do a draft quickly? Quickly. Oh, I get it. And then you go hang with your friends. I understand. Yeah. And in any town, it's not that's not subject to where the Super Bowl is won. Well, it's just kind of a fun thing to do. No, I understand that. Because a lot but, of us will never go to these cities. I get it. But why won't you just choose a destination that everybody <laughs> will enjoy? Like, say, where there's no plaque or signpost, where Mo Green, like, you, and you can't wait for the Raiders to make this happen. You don't have to convince me of that, okay, Just Rich, do like, that. Do Cabo. that. Just spend, spend one afternoon on Zoom. Time limit, it's 60 seconds, 14 leagues. You're done with it in an hour and 40 minutes. And then you go hang out in Vegas with your buddies and do Rich. all the stuff. Like, what's the problem I'm with that idea? I'm not the one you need to convince of these things. Who's the one holding it up? It's a lot of other people. Oh my gosh, <laughs> they like I it. I don't get it, Richard. You come, why does this make me so upset? Or you come to a place where a lot of people, you know, they save up for years to come and yeah. vacation. It just so happens to be a place it's that you already year, live at. Rich. Have them come here, Rich. 
burger draft or the this draft? This makes me more outraged. This I is more. Okay. I, I, I like the burger draft. Look, I have Kyler Murray, Chris Godwin, Chase Claypool. Let's go. At least you have your draft brought. When my guys can't even get it, we still don't have a date. Yet. I want to. I want to thank today's guests, Peter King, Tom E. Curran, and also Tommy. I want to thank uh, Daniel Jeremiah for putting his uh, job on the line for calling in. <laughs> Thomas Jones, former uh, yeah. running back and now actor, and also scheduled to appear tomorrow. John Harbaugh of the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, okay. We'll see you Tuesday on Peacock. Don't you miss what we're about to do. This is fun. <laughs> 